Welcome to the Milk and Honey with Lemon podcast. I'm your host, Lemon Price, creator of the Holy Girl Habits, wife and mama, and certified life and leadership coach who turned away from corporate life to embrace kingdom leadership. This podcast is for Christian women feeling the weight of their divine callings, grappling with doubts of their leadership abilities, and searching tirelessly for biblically grounded guidance who want to step confidently into their roles as radiant kingdom leaders. Inside, we're going to traverse from those feelings of uncertainty and overwhelming searches, moving toward firm biblical leadership, empowering you to steward your gifts and showing you that you indeed have what it takes. So sister, grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea and let's dive in together. Welcome back to the Milk and Honey Show. I am so excited that you're here because today I want to talk about marketplace ministry. What does it mean? Do women have a place in it? How do we serve God in our businesses? Does this mean we have to run a ministry? We're going to answer all, all of those questions today. So first and foremost, what is marketplace ministry? So marketplace ministry is this beautiful and powerful concept that encourages believers to incorporate their faith into their business and career practices. So it gives you an opportunity for people of all denominations to join together in the mission of sharing the gospel as well as working towards a common goal of serving God with their business. So this idea is that Christians are going to use their businesses and their careers as a platform to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ, as well as providing an opportunity for fellowship, discipleship, and providing a good or service to the community, right? So it's all of those things wrapped into one. And so people who you know, take part in marketplace ministry that can serve God by using their skills and gifts and talents to make a global impact. And what I love most about marketplace ministry is that it gives us a chance as believers to connect with people who would ordinarily not connect with us, people who may not ordinarily hear the gospel, right? So there's a, I like when I think about marketplace ministry, it's so funny. You're going to laugh when you hear me say this. If you live in the South then of the United States, then there's a restaurant called Cookout, right? And I think it starts in like North Carolina is where you can start getting it. And I've lived down here for, I mean, years, like 2008, I moved to South Carolina. So I have been going to Cookout for a very long time. And it was only a few years ago that I was standing in a local cookout and I heard worship music playing over the loudspeaker and I was like, Hey, I'm like, they're playing Christian music. And then I look at my cup. This is so, I feel so stupid saying this now for how long I've been going, but I look at my cup and there's verses on the to-go cups. And I was like, Oh my gosh, they've literally been sharing the gospel every single meal they serve since our entire perception. And so then I look it up and I realize that it's run by Christians and all these things. And I was like, I had no idea. They are a fast food restaurant putting the gospel on every single cup that goes out the door. That's marketplace ministry. And so what this really means is that we have to recognize that our business is not just about making money. Yes, making money is important because we could do a lot of kingdom good when we make money. And I and I think people get what it means to make money as a Christian wrong and we can do a whole episode on that. But 
when we're engaged in marketplace ministry, we have to remember that God is the ultimate CEO of our lives and our businesses, and that what we're doing is for His glory and for His purposes. And so that's why I say I think it's important to have, like, spend time with Him, right? Listening to Him, seeking His will for our businesses. I I know some Christians get a little weird about like praying about their business, but when you're engaged in marketplace ministry, God is using the talents that he has already given you, the skill set he has given you to go and make a bigger impact. And so you should be praying about it. You should want that business to prosper because that means, and I don't mean like price gouging people. I want to be like clear about that, right? Like the $1.99 I pay for my $5 or for my five chicken nuggets at cookout, like they're not robbing me blind here, but they're sharing the gospel. And so, and they do well, they do well. There's always a line at cookout. They've got two lanes, like they're busy, right? Chick-fil-A another marketplace ministry situation. And so guys, I'm like really hungry when I'm filming this episode. Can you tell? Um, but cook, you know, Chick-fil-A always has a line cook out. They always have a line, but they are also very firm in their faith and about sharing the message of Christ. And so praying about the people you're going to impact with your business matters. Asking God how he wants you to steward the talents and gifts he has given you matters. So a lot of times when I talk to people, they they say, well, marketplace ministry means I run a ministry. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Chick-fil-A is not a ministry. Cookout is not a ministry. They serve fast food. Okay. Now, do they support ministries with the money they make? Absolutely. So what it means is to take the skills and the talents and the provision that God has given you and to run a business whereby you can glorify God and you can create a space where people can learn the good news of Jesus Christ in an opportunity they probably have never had before. I can tell you when I when I ran my marketing agency for years, I mean like four years I ran this agency, so often I would come in contact with people who do not share my beliefs. And I had an opportunity, even though we were talking about email marketing and social media copy, on on our meetings, right, I was setting boundaries. Like, I don't work on Sunday because I take a Sabbath. Well, why do you take a Sabbath? What do you do on the Sabbath? I get to have these conversations with people who wouldn't normally get to have them. And so that's what it means to run a marketplace ministry is to... Remember that God's presence is in your business, no matter how big or small, no matter how, you know, how many millions of followers you have, or if you have one, God's presence is there and we just have to lean into it. And so what does that mean for you? What does that mean for you as a woman? Because again, I get people throw at me all the time, Titus 2, and I did an episode on Titus 2 about how women should be busy at home. And that's true. We should be busy at home. We should take care of our home. I've got sourdough bread proofing right now, right? Because I got up early to make sure my sourdough was fed um, and it was all active and bubbly and doing its thing. So I've got sourdough bread proofing for my husband's dinner tonight, you know, for him and I to have a dinner. And so I'm busy at home, right? I'm recording this in my office at home. So I'm busy at home. I'm constantly doing things. There's a little laundry going. Like things are happening. But I also get to serve 
my community. I also get to disciple other women. I get to record this podcast. I get to write a blog. I get to mentor women inside of Girl Power Alliance. And so I'm teaching courses. Like I get to show up and disciple others while also still caring for my home. And you can do the same thing, right? I've talked about so many women who had a marketplace ministry. The Proverbs 31 woman, she's my favorite example, right? She had multiple businesses and multiple streams of income. Nobody shamed her. Instead, everybody idolizes her. Not that we should, right? We should be following Jesus. But people aspire to be like this woman. This woman had multiple businesses and multiple streams of income. And yet she still discipled other people. Last episode, I talked about Lydia. Lydia was a dealer of purple cloth, right? So she ran this business. And because of that, she was able to open her home to disciples, right? Joanna and Susanna, they supported Jesus and the 12 disciples while he was alive by their own means. It didn't say Joanna and Susanna ran a ministry. Lydia did not run a ministry. The Proverbs 31 woman did not run a ministry. She had a vineyard. She was selling cloth. You know, she was doing things that weren't a ministry, but then she took the provisions that God gave them. They all took the, those provisions and used it for ministry. Proverbs 31 woman. Um, there's a verse about halfway through and it talks about how I wish I had an open by or you'd be hearing me flip, but it talks about how the Proverbs 31 woman, because she was in abundance, she opened the doors to the needy and was able to care for the needy. When we look at Joanna and Susanna, right? They made enough money that they could support Jesus and the 12 disciples financially amongst other women. Lydia, she sold purple cloth. She didn't run a ministry, but yet she opened her home to become a ministry. And so that's what I think is really special about marketplace ministry and why I think it's really important for women to be engaged with it because there's so much that we could be doing to spread the gospel without having to be abrasive, right? And so that's something I want to I want to talk about too is how marketplace ministry is this truly authentic way to display God's nature without dom- denominational divides. So one thing I love the most about Girl Power Alliance is where we don't have a denomination. And that's something people ask Michelle. You'll hear from Michelle next episode. People ask Michelle all the time, what denomination is Girl Power Alliance? And and she always says, we're just Jesus. Jesus is the denomination, right? As long as you love Jesus, there's a place here for you. Even if you don't love Jesus, there's a place here for you. We have non-Christians who join, just an FYI. Um, But as long as... Jesus is the forefront of what it is you're doing, then none of the secondary or tertiary matters make a difference. None of that matters. As long as you're sharing the gospel, as long as you're putting good biblical practices at the forefront. And so that's seriously something that I've grown to love over the last like six, eight months is that Marketplace ministry is this beautiful place where it almost feels like there are no rules, right? Like there are rules, but there are no rules, if that makes sense, right? So there are 
we have to abide by biblical principles. We have to put Jesus first, right? Those are the rules, but we are not hindered by church. We're not hindered by religion. All we're doing is serving Jesus through our business. And that doesn't have to be stifled in any sort of way. It doesn't have to follow church-specific rules for your denomination or this person's denomination. It just gets to be this unfiltered, pure love of Christ out in the world where we get to seriously put God's good and true nature on display for people in a way that they've never seen. And that I think is truly special. I think it's truly remarkable that we get that opportunity. Like I remember the church that my husband and I met, their their volunteer shorts said, we get to do this. And I just love that because we get to do this. We get to show up. We get to steward our talents. We get to impact people who may not know Christ yet because of the talents that God has given us, because of the entrepreneurial spirit God has given us. And so that to me is like a a sacred space where you have to be in such connection and such alignment with what the Father's will and purpose is for your life and your business that you have no choice but to make global impact, where you have no choice but to make generational impact, where you have no choice but to show up in big ways and with with God showing up even bigger behind you because you're walking in that alignment and that purpose and you're doing the reach out and you're doing you're going to a place where the Christians are not and I think that's really special. And so what I want to know is how do you know if you're in alignment with God on this? So I really want you to to dive in and think about how you know that you're putting God first in your business and if he's truly your CEO. So this is not just a declaration, right, that you're going to make. It's more than something super simple or an objective to hit or anything like that. It is this deep spiritual endeavor that requires intentionality, dedication, and discernment. So in order to ensure that God remains at the center of your business operations, you have to continually seek his guidance in presence in all the decisions made. This isn't like, I said, my gosh, have you, have you ever seen, I remember when this audio was trending on TikTok and it was like, you need Jesus to, you know, every day or whatever. And the, you know, the response was like, I need Jesus to go to Walmart, you know, like you need to include God in all things. And so the way you can do that is regular prayer and communion with God you know, diving into the scriptures and like really diving it, like do an inductive study on that. You know, you have to, I fast about big decisions that I have to make. I just came off of a fast, which is probably why I'm starving. Um, It is also crucial that you surround yourself with like-minded women who are going to encourage you and hold you accountable to what it is that you're trying to accomplish with this, right? And so here's the thing, like it may not always feel like God is present or involved in your business, but that doesn't mean that he isn't, right? So we have to stay in this attitude of prayer and surrender 
and trust and just trusting God's will for our business, even though it may not be seen or felt immediately. Um, I'm going to bring on my friend Michelle Tufford in a in a few uh, weeks to talk about the surrender that she did, and her story is powerful. It's powerful. It's, she she is talking about true surrender in business and how long that process was, how she's still in that process, and the blessing that has come from being in that process. I, you're going to love that episode. And so, here's the thing: like marketplace ministry is just an incredible opportunity to go beyond our personal worship and extend God's love and compassion and his true nature into a community setting, right? So we can serve others outside of the church, but in a way that is still aligned with our faith. And so when when you're operating in a marketplace ministry setting, it encourages you to put your trust in God, to lean on him for the direction as you're trying to bring light to the darkness, right? We have to surrender to his leadership and to his purpose because at the end of the day, our marketplace ministry can have an impact that we may never feel. It can have a profound and lasting impact on the lives of the people who come in contact with our business. And so... As you're, as you're finishing up this episode, I just want you to think about what the mission truly is of your business. How can you disciple others and share the good news? How can you make sure that God is the most important aspect of your business? How can you be sure that you are acting like a faithful follower, even in your business? And so ultimately, it's going to be up to you to decide what role you're going to have in marketplace ministry and how you're going to put your faith into action. But no matter what you decide to do, I hope you always remember to keep God at the center of your work because he truly is the ultimate CEO for your life and your business. And by stepping into a place of marketplace ministry, it's a it's truly just a beautiful way to put the talents that God has given you on display. It is a beautiful way to to glorify our creator. It's a beautiful way to disciple others. Um, that's what I get to do every day. It's a beautiful way to just put God's full nature on display. And honestly, I truly think it's a beautiful way to learn what it means to surrender and trust, right? I... I've been through that. So I I will tell you this. I walked away from an agency that I helped build. I had dozens, you know, I had like over a dozen people working for me. I was getting a steady paycheck. And right when recession started to creep up, I knew I had to leave. There was things just not aligned with my business and I couldn't I couldn't keep operating in that anymore. And my husband had to take a lower paying job right before I made this decision, like two months before I made this decision. And so we needed my income to pay the bills. We needed my income to keep a roof over our head. Like we needed my income. And so clearly this conversation that I had with my husband and that we we had with the Lord, it was like, walk away, walk away, take nothing, walk away. 
And I was like, okay. You know, I almost felt like um, the rich ruler, right? Where, where Jesus was like, sell everything and follow me. Like, let go of your stuff and follow me. I'm definitely not the rich young ruler, right? But it was a scary thing, right? Gas was going up and everything was just getting more expensive. And God said, let it go and trust me. Okay. You know, so I do. And it was scary. It was so scary to do that. But then he brought me into something better. He brought me into something deeper. Am I making the same money I used to make when I ran my agency? No, not yet. But nobody in my family has gone without. And in fact, we've had, we've still had extra. And I can tell you that's only from God is this full surrender. I am now in a place where I get to disciple women every single day. I get to have discipleship conversations and I wasn't having that before. And I wasn't being poured into as a leader before. And now I get godly mentorship. I get to provide, you know, godly mentorship. I get to go out into my community and have these really beautiful conversations that I wasn't having before. And it's because of this full surrender to to what God wanted me to do with my business. And now he's taking me into a new place with the skill set that I have, with the things he has given me to put me in a radically different season. And it's a season that I'm so grateful for. This has been an incredible season. I'm grateful for the season that I'm in. Because it has impacted my family drastically. It has impacted the the lives of the fam- like of the women that I get to disciple. I hear about it every single day. And so I say all that to say, you have got to put your faith and trust in the Lord. You have got to surrender whatever it is to Him. You have got to lean into whatever business it is that God has for you whatever that looks like for you. And if you're unsure of what that looks like, maybe you're you know, stuck in the clarity piece or you're not sure what your zone of genius is it, or you have no idea what it looks like to start a business, then I have a resource for you. So go to the show notes and come, come work with me because I can, I can provide you these resources. Uh, let me just say, the resources that I have available... I I did the math the other day. I spent $5,000 on my first business coach. I just gotten a settlement. I tore my rotator cuff at work and, you know, workman's comp thing. And so I took that money and I hired my first business coach. My first business coach did not cover biblical principles, did not cover P&L statements or tax structure or branding or any of those things. Right, she didn't cover any of those things, and I'm not saying she was bad, but she didn't cover any business fundamentals, and I needed those. I now get those same business fundamentals with Christ at the forefront for less than my weekly grocery bill, and I have four people in my household, two of which are two boys. Two boys are going through a growth spurt right now, so I get all that for less than my weekly grocery bill, which is pretty incredible to me. 
So if you're like, I, I want to step into marketplace ministry. I want to figure out what my calling is. I want to go out and use my business for God's purpose. Then click the link in the show notes and come hang out with me because I promise it will be one of the best decisions that you make. Come connect with me on social media if you have questions about what that looks like, but I would be honored to help serve you as you go out and serve the Lord with your business. So until next time, I'll see you later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Milk and Honey with Lemon podcast. I am so grateful you were here. I hope this episode has helped you move from feelings of doubt and uncertainty towards stepping confidently into your God-given leadership role, fully equipped with biblical wisdom. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review. Each review helps us to reach and inspire more Christian women leaders just like you. Don't forget to share your takeaways, post it on Instagram, tag me anywhere you're on social media, and I'll see you next week.